This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response to you. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks, which in the video debriefing video I did on Twitter, I said episode in the second one. Uh, you, you I, say, I, caught, I caught myself. And he can't remember nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are the Intrepid Trio. It is Eric, Kylan, and myself. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Shinya. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. See, I could say Happy New Year in three different languages. Yeah. English, I Happy got- New Year. Chinese, it's Shinyan Kwai La. In Hebrew, it's Boker Tov. You broke a toe? No, I broke, I broke her to toe. Okay. <laughs> what you do in your own time? Yada, yada. <laughs> hey, anyway, uh, check out the homepage. I know, at MightyMarvelGeeks.net. I know, I got to get caught up, and I will get it caught up. Um, the Oh, that was something that's supposed to happen while... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. Guess what? I got a reminder of, and I had to go, oops, I haven't done it yet. Um, I still got to do the ballots for the non-awards. <laughs> <laughs> 
can we talk about how crazy of a holiday season it's been? Oh, yeah. 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 End of 2019, well, decent year, very chaotic. So sometime in yeah. the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing the non-awards for last year. Yeah. <laughs> A little late, but late's okay. Um, hey, the Oscars are done for 2019, are usually done in 20. They'll be done for 2020. <laughs> They're always done yeah. here. So that's not going to be our normal routine, just our routine for this year <laughs> um, or last year. However you want to look at it. <laughs> Uh, but check out the homepage. Uh, our affiliates, our partners, Heroes and Villains, and Found Me, um, which I haven't checked Found Me site in a while because, you know, I'm happy with the Found Me's that I have. Yeah? I think there's only one other Found Me I would want. That's Cap. Well, actually, two, because I, I still want to get Spider-Gwen for Zoe. Oh, yeah. For her stuff. Um, yeah. But check them out. The uh, with, with that, it's um, with the use the code Field Agents, all one word, for fifteen percent off your first purchase. If you've already used the code with your first purchase. Sorry, um, that's all I can say is sorry. You've used it. Um, oh wow, they got Harry Potter once now. Oh geez, getting Zoe Monty Granger would make up for not getting a spider. Oh, there you go. Oh gee, they also have Rick and Morty. They Rick and Morty. They only have Rick available. Oh my Kyla, god, they got Rainbow Dash for you. Really? Yeah, from My Little Pony. I'm so excited! I, I can't wait. And you just can't hide it. You're about to lose I, control. And, 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 I, don't and, uh, uh, I don't remember the end of it. I think I like it. Ah, uh, maybe. Oh no. yeah. I mean, we we love our found these um but yes, also too absolutely. check out uh heroes and villains um mm-hmm. see i would love to see them do like a whole shield line for the end of Agents of shield yes with the sweatshirts hats a great looking backpack agents of shield yeah. backpack. um i have two of their backpacks i love um their wallets lanyards and all that it's great stuff check them out they're our partners uh also to check out our web store get sweatshirts hats t-shirts uh i think think because of the polo shirt my wife got me for christmas i have my mighty uh-huh. Marvel geeks polo shirt showed you guys comes out yes. great and you guys know how to order them for you two uh, as well I'll, if you don't remember i'll share with that later um i think with that it gave me an idea on how to possibly do our hats with the two in the in the dimensions we need so we have the word balloon hats instead of just the word mark so the logo is going to look a little different on the hat but we'll have the word balloon logo on the hat so Somehow. Oh, it's still being worked on. It's um, I, I still want to see what Eric comes up with, but I have an idea for myself as well. So does actually. <laughs> so um, and over the holiday break, we have even changed the network name. It's no longer the Weeby Geeks Network. It's the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective. Oh, yeah. We're and a I, collective. And I, th- and I thank Eric for his help on that. That was what, a 15 minute brainstorming session? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so, it was a little bit longer than that. Was it a little bit longer? Yeah. For for those of you who don't know who are following along at home, sometimes Mike will, when he gets off shift at uh, Disney World, as he's walking through the cast member parking lot, he will call me. And sometimes it'll be with a question. Sometimes it's just like to shoot the breeze. But <coughs> I, the, the we're on the phone the entire t- his entire drive home. Actually, no, it's to work. Oh, two work. Okay, two work. No, he calls me because he'll sometimes he'll call me when he's leaving work. Yeah, well, he'll call me when he's leaving work too. But uh, matter of fact, you did that tonight. As a matter of fact, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which the reason why I did that is because if y'all check out our Twitter page, I'm starting to do debriefing videos, and they're and 99 of the time, debriefing videos will be on the day we're recording, which is Thursday. Hence why our AI is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got from her tonight. I know. It's like we haven't heard from her since last year. Is she on vacation? Just kidding. Uh, well, guess not. Well, you had her on the Windows 95 system, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> hey, 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 Thursday, are you there? Oh, hello, gentlemen. We missed you, Thirsty. I've put it on the screen. She's on, it seems like she's been hanging out with Siri. Like, pulls up whatever she wants. <laughs> Siri and Alexa are bad influences on Thirsty. This is just going to call So anyway. Anyway. With the videos, we are. I will ask each week. Or comments, topics, questions, whatever. That's the thread to put them in. Or that's the post to create the thread in. To, hey, talk about this, talk about that. Um, and we said we're going to call them hydrograms? Is that what we come no, up with? No, well, we, we didn't say hydrograms. I'm pretty sure we did. No, Eric and I did. Yeah. When when he called me on his way home this evening, he said, yo, what do we call these? Uh, and I just over, yelled, over on Wookie Radio, they're going to be called smugglers transmissions. I don't know. I kind of feel triggered. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm triggered. <laughs> Even Siri gets or Siri. Even Thursday gets in on it. So there, there you go. That's uh, I, I just it was just kind of like a just the first thing that cop that came into mind. It's it like, worked. Hydrogram. Hail Hydra. Hydrogram for Mongo. <laughs> she says it it's a little too easily though. It's the programming. <laughs> I, I blame Hydra for my for my mic issues from the, on the last oh, issue. Then yeah, preparing to power down and begin diagnostics. Hail Hydra! Just kidding. Anyway, um, I had someone send me this, but it was not tonight. It was a couple of days ago. They were asking uh, about Sentry. What's oh, the deal with Sentry? That could pretty much be a show in and of itself. Yeah. Well, tell you what, Eric, I'm not that familiar with Sentry myself. Why don't you fill us? Okay, because I, the... I found a story that goes with this. Well, I mean, the the too long didn't read version is um, he he kind of needs a checkup from the neck up. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, he um <clears throat> he's he's kind of like he's kind of like the Superman. He uh he's supposed to be kind of uh, <sighs> uh he's what a newer character? Yeah, yeah, he's a newer character. He uh, came in in the uh, in the late. Late 1990s, early 2000s. I want to say right about 2000. Okay. He, um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he has issues. Okay. He's just issues. So. so, so he fits in. Um, well, I guess he has a book coming back, which is part of the reasoning behind asking who's Sentry. I think he has a book coming back, or, or he's going to have a new title. Uh, Sentry, Double Marvel, uh, uh, publication. Uh, yes, I, I strive. Um, thought I read somewhere he's coming back, which is why this is being questioned. Anyway, I found this story to kind of help explain Sentry a little bit. It's the 10 worst things Sentry has done in Marvel Comics. There you go. Number Damn. 10, he killed his former sidekick. Scout, I think. I think uh, it was Scout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he also had a dog called Watchdog. <laughs> a super-powered Welsh Corgi. Oh, gee. Oh. 
Uh, so apparently when this happened, Sentry merged with the Void and kills Billy. That's no good. Uh, who is Scout? Uh, number nine. He fought the X-Men and a fragment of the Void entered Emma Frost and Cyclops. <coughs> so it's, okay, I'm not a big X-Men guy. I thought Emma Frost was a villain. She eventually became a part of the X-Men. Okay. <sighs> With the X-Men, just because you're a villain at some point doesn't mean you can't be on the team. Gotcha. Magneto once led the X-Men. Uh, yeah. Juggernaut was a member of Excalibur for a while. Right. Um, Rogue used to be a villain that tangled with Dazzler quite a bit, and Why? then she became a man. Well, I know the X-Men have also had their own splits where they fought amongst others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess while working as one of Norman Osborn's Dark Avengers, he fights the X-Men in the Utopia storyline. And during the battle uh, is when a sliver of the Void transfers from Sentry to Emma Frost. <laughs> oh, fun. Uh, number eight, he became the Horseman of Death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number seven, he ran away from Skrulls during their secret invasion. Uh, number six, he joined Norman Osborn's Dark Avengers, which we just briefly touched about. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, he refused to fight the Hulk during World War Hulk. Maybe a smart move. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I was here's my thing with Sentry, because we it, uh, unless you're an out out God, at least in the Marvel Universe, people, uh, the heroes generally aren't just overpowered. I right. think what they're think what they're saying about Sentry is anybody with that much power is going to make nothing but bad choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all the all this stuff that you're detailing, honestly, he is a jerk of all jerks, and it doesn't surprise me. He he is so overpowered, and nobody has found a way to kill him. I mean, I, I think I think I'm trying to think who it is that uh, that has that have said that. I know Tony Stark cannot his his sensors cannot find any kind of physical weakness to him. Mm-mm. Um, it may have been Doctor Strange who said that he can't um, he can't think he can't um, he can't think of a way to do it. Um, Sentry is susceptible to magic, though, right? But you couldn't yeah. kill. Him. Yeah, you can't. He, like you said, Mike, he is so grossly overpowered. He could literally kill most of the Marvel universe before even working up a sweat. It sounds like this is a with this character. This is the excuse for Marvel to create create a Batman like character in the way of Batman is the one who knows how to bring down every superhero in the DC universe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Nick Fury he's, may he's be needed that same way. You say Nick Fury's that way, potentially? Um, it's, yeah, it's not Tony. You're right. It's not Tony. No, it's not Tony. But uh, I want it needs to be somebody. Yeah, I I would say that Nick Fury is probably the closest that they would that the Marvel universe has to that. Okay, at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Well, I'm I'm talking the Marvel comic verse. Yeah. Well, I'm well, thinking he's probably in that way as well. Okay. I, I, all right. And, and that could be a topic for a different day. Yeah. Like like I said, Sentry could be the subject of his own show because... Yeah, I'm going to have to read more Sentry to really be able yeah, to participate. Better. Yeah. I have not read a ton of Sentry, but basically he has mental personality issues. He's kind of like... Uh, 
almost like multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. But then, but it's kind of like with Jean Grey in the Phoenix. Gotcha. Jean Grey Dark Phoenix just dialed up to eleven thousand because that one goes up to eleven thousand. Yeah. Uh, number that four. It's up to eleven thousand. Yeah. Number four. He mm-hmm. destroyed New York City. Uh, and this was during the World War Hulk. Yeah. Story arc. Uh, number three. He destroyed Asgard and murdered Ares during the siege. And this is from the Siege storyline. Yeah. Uh, number two, his origin, drug addiction and death. Uh, in an atypical origin story, he gains his powers by giving in to his drug addiction, drinking the professor's super serum in the search of a high. Uh, it provides the sentry with new powers, but he can't control them. Destroys the professor's lab, killing three people in the process. A fitting origin story for one of the most unstable heroes in the world. Now, we've talked about this, too. Most of the Marvel heroes tend to start off as monsters before they become heroes. True. A lot of them do, yeah. Whether it's in the traditional meaning of monsters or like this particular. as such. Right. Whereas in DC, they just fall. Right. Uh, Number one, he ruined his wife's life. And And killed her. And the panels they show here shows her going, please just let me go. Just kill me. And then it it shows him in the next panel going, only because you were polite enough to beg me. And then she looks up like, really? (laughs) So... Um, so yeah, and then at the end of this article, Sentry, 10 Ways Marvel's Rip-Off Superman is Better Than the Man of Steel, in 10 Ways not. That's for another day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking up his Wikipedia page, and uh, it says, it says, quote, whose power of one million exploding suns. Oh. I think that is our definition of overpowered. Yeah, just a, yeah, just a skosh. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, he has mental issues because uh, he has multiple personalities and he has trouble reconciling them that they are all the same person. So what do you do when you have the power of one million exploding suns? Well, some of those personalities manifest themselves as completely different beings. Yeah. They do. Like Sentry and the Void. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah this is this is one of the guys... It's kind of like the juggernaut. You can't kill him. Uh, so basically, you have to basically imprison him in pocket dimensions or, uh, you know, erase his memory, thinking that, you know, and, and convince him to think, you know, to forget that he is a super powered person. Right. I mean, the, the, the very fact that he got his powers you know, because he's a drug addict. <laughs> Yeah. Oops. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of powers, uh, here's someone who's going to be possibly getting actual powers instead of just a power deduction. Christian Bale is in talks to join Thor, Love, and Thunder. Mm-hmm. What, and, what do y'all think of that? Uh, you know, well, I be, Tommy yeah. came over from the dark side. Yeah. As long as he doesn't talk like this the whole movie. <laughs> Um, which I swear by the end of that trilogy, this was Bruce Wayne's real voice and his voice when he was Bruce Wayne was the act. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm trying to think who he could play, ah. but let's, let's also bear in mind that being a character in the Marvel universe does not necessarily mean showing your face on the screen. It's true. Uh, as for which, Character Christian Bale may be playing. 
Beta Ray Bill is a possibility. And you're reading this article from comicbook.com. I am. So I'm I'm just I'm just citing our source here. Uh, uh and of course the character can could possibly feature Bell's natural Welsh accent, which would mean he would not have to spend as much time on set. Uh sort of like with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Uh, so you, but one you actor can perform motion capture elements while Bell comes in later and lays down the voiceover. Well, also look at how other characters have been done. I mean, you've had Josh Brolin doing Thanos. You've had, uh, of course, you've got uh, Bradley Cooper doing uh, Rocket Raccoon with uh, Sean Gunn being the on-set body double for yeah. Rocket. Uh, Vin Diesel is Groot. Yeah, Vin Diesel is Groot. Mark Ruffalo is Professor Hulk. Right. Uh, Taika Waititi is as Korg. Um, Chris Pratt as Star Lord. No, I'm pretty sure he was on set. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are, are we Are we sure about that? I think you're thinking more Lego Movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, how, so how, yeah, another DC hero, hero actor jumping to uh, proper superhero. Yeah, did I'm I trying to say think, that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you think you did. He couldn't be an well, he could be an Asgardian, but I don't think he's going to be because you know so many of. Yeah, I know. Um, well, that's assuming that he's going to be as a good guy. Uh, bad guy, there's still a ton of bad guys out there for Thor to, to fight against. Oh, yeah. True. So, um, and then breaking today as we're recording, Doctor Strange director Scott Dickerson drops out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is stepping down, uh, is losing its director. And I discover everyone's going, Oh, look, Spider-Man Far From Home. They're bringing up the whole multiverse thing. Uh, no, multiverse was first brought up in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. At least that I remember, unless it was brought up before that. It just was brought further into fruition with Far From Home in a great right. way. Okay, who'd you say the director was for Doctor Strange 2? Scott Dickerson. Dickerson? Uh, right. Derrickson, sorry. Okay, I was about to say, because it, it didn't sound right. <laughs> Dickerson. Uh, Scott, Derrickson, Scott Derrickson was the director of the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Uh, Dickerson's he, he, here. Is he a football player or something? That who I'm thinking of? Eric. I'm thinking Eric Thank Dickerson. You, Eric Dickerson. Yeah. He did play football. Yeah. Um, now, the studio confirmed his departure in a statement, attributing it to creative differences. Differences. Mm-hmm. Not the first time we've seen that happen. No. Nope. Won't be the last. Nope. Um, but he will remain on as a executive producer. Right. Again, okay. we have seen that before. <clears throat> Ant-Man. Yeah. So um, Derrickson said that the decision was mutual because Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways um, on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences because I'm thankful the for the collaboration and will remain on as EP. Uh, shooting begins in May, uh, and there are not expected to be any delays when it comes to shooting. Well, okay. best to do it now. Yeah. Right. Now before the shooting starts, because otherwise, uh, well, that's just... Otherwise, you're going to end up with the solo situation. Or the Ant-Man situation. Or the Ant-Man situation. Mm. So, kind of a blow, but uh, apparently seems like it's not going to be as much of a blow. Because it seems like they're going to find a new director. I, I guess everything's okay with the script. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this potentially sounds like Kevin Feige and him were just were at odds on how the script was being interpreted. Would that sound about fair? Yeah, that's that sounds plausible. That sounds good to me. So, um, now I have not seen this yet, so I'm going to ask if either of you two have seen it yet. The new Mutants trailer is here. No. Uh, Dawn, Dawn has seen it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but she said that, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, you know, it's, they still maintain the horror aspect of it, but she's actually, she said she was actually, she came away from it more excited to see it than she ever was for um dark phoenix huh. well Apparently, this is going to have a pg-13 rating not right an r rating which i'm glad you know um so this is supposed to hit april 3rd of this year we're talking four months away mm-hmm yeah something like uh, that uh the trailer dropped on the 6th of january is this almost uh too little too late i don't know i mean it if they were if they're willing to still put this thing out when they could have let it just die a slow death or a quiet death i i don't know i i, I felt like I, I for some reason i have a little hope for this one i'm not even i'm not even a fan of horror but i have a little hope for this one Okay, so well, me, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and say what you're saying before I bring up discussion. Well, my my think my take on this is that they expect it to bomb, so they're not going to put a ton of money and effort into the marketing. Mm-hmm. But I, it's going to take a lot to get a movie shelved these days. Right. right. I mean, even if they think well. It, well, you know, it's gonna it's gonna bomb at the box office, but uh, maybe we can recap some of that money with streaming and and and, well, and okay. video stuff. I give a prime example: Jim and the Hoggers. Yeah, that lasted Dude. in the theater for two weeks before the studio pulled it back. And it but like it, that's a movie that should have been shelved. Yeah, did you have to bring that one up? <sighs> I can bring out the that's fantastic flop of 2015. Oh man, that's what I'm talking about. I in past years, maybe another era of of Hollywood, a movie like Gem and the Holograms would have pretty much had the same fate as the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. We make it just to say we made it, and we're not going to like actually show it. Since you brought up Corman's. Fantastic Four. Uh, I got to say, since we are recording on January 9th, happy birthday, Joseph Culp. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, there you go. Birthday today, as we ah, here, happy birthday, Dr. Doom. So here, here's my question in regards to New Mutant. If this movie is a success, and as far as I've heard, there is no reference to any of the other X-Men characters in this film, correct? It's just pretty much this team? Yeah, they're, uh, it's just, it's just the New Mutants. Um, so they're, they're standalone. Not part of the X Men universe, or no? I think I think they are part of the X Men universe. They are like in the trailer; they're actually called mutants. Right, right, right. Uh, and they're like when you see magic, like you see her, uh, her um, what is it called? Her psi sword, soul sword. But you we, see the sword, yeah. So, but, but we don't see any of the other mutants. We don't see any of the X Men characters from the so X-Men are you, films. I don't are think you, so. 
starting. Think- uh, are you trying to insinuate that if it does make a success, they they basically grandfather that into the MCU? Yes. All right, give me your definition of success. At least get their money back. You know what? I'm going into I'm going into the New Mutants uh, right now, and I'm looking to see. I'm a, I'm gonna check the cast to see what they have for uh, the the list of uh, characters. I never would have gone down that mental rabbit hole there, Mike, but... Well, it, well, here's the thing. Remember, the movie was put on hold. It was pretty much done, but put on hold until after... And its fate was up in the air until after the per, the merger. Mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix was pretty much done. They had to get that out. That was done pre-merger. Right. This is like the first Marvel product post-merger from Fox. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know how much the fight have his hand in looking at this after. Maybe with the thought that if if he does bring this into the MCU, this is our first introduction. Well, I mean, it's possible. I mean, and if so, I, how do you slowly bring this in to tie in with the rest of the MCU? Uh, you know, that's that's a good point. Uh, I, I, I'll give you. I, I'll give you credit for having the stones to come up with that. Yeah, because I, I I got nothing, man. Because I'm not going to say me, it's a mic drop moment, but... I mean, well, if your chair goes away, it will be. Okay. <laughs> me, okay, so if you have this thing, because this uh, takes place in a secret facility. So, I, and I'm just spitballing here. So let's say, because it, it looks like it's a case of them trying to escape this facility. Okay. Uh, so let's say they escape the facility. Now let's now let's say that the facility uh, maybe is owned by Hydra. Uh, well, how about we go one one other direction? What uh-huh. what other mutant related character are we going to get this year into the MCU? Wolverine. No, no, we're not getting yet. Not yet, but you're in the same area. Deadpool. Him. Falcon Winter Soldier, yes, it's mainly Zemo, but don't they yes. go to Stryker's facility where Wolverine has created? Oh, dude, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I who's to uh, say it, this mental oh. facility is not is not an, another front for a Stryker operation? There you go. It could be. <clears throat> Stop, dude. I'm telling you. I'm not saying, but I mean, it's the mo of the show to throw weird theories out there that just happen to be coincidental. I mean, and when have we wrong? I'm sure we've been wrong on occasion. Okay, I, just can't think- I know I've said it here too, as I've said it on Wookie Radio, and I and I was wrong. I said Luke Skywalker was not dead. <laughs> In, at the end of the last Jedi, right? Okay, so he was just a, another force projection. Well, I was wrong. Yeah, he was dead. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> as a door he door. became one with the force. So technically, wasn't necessarily dead. He he was blowing. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, the trailers out. I I need to watch it. Um, there's a couple other trailers that just came out as well that or the competition. Let's see, because um, it's a it's a movie that intrigues Birds of Prey. Yeah, only I, because I'm of Margot st- Robbie. And I'm sorry, I want to see Margot Robbie in uh, in an MCU film as well. I, I have gotten. I, I'm still suffering from the emotional scars of the Birds of Prey TV show. I oh, actually, did, I, I know it's on the DC streaming service. Where else did I see it? Well, so, you know, they referenced them in um in the the Crisis uh, miniseries too. 
Yeah. You actually see them. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, okay. That was the, the only the, thing about that old TV show was Dina Meyer as Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And, well, and the, and the problem was they didn't bring Robin or Nightwing in at all. Mm-hmm. And they pushed the whole Harley Quinn movement too late. Right. Because yeah. by the time they, they hit that part of the story, series was pretty much canceled. Yeah. So I kept hope for I, I kept hoping for Robin or Nightwing to show up and Yeah. That's um, a, I mean they didn't need to be regulars. They just need to be they def but they definitely need to pop in. E- either one mm-hmm. of them should have popped in at least once. Yeah. Right. So anyway, back to Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. what was the story that I Oh, wait. What was the we story? Don't <laughs> I, I don't know either because um, because it didn't pop up. There we go. Uh, now with TV shows, uh, season three of Marvel's Runaway is now streaming on Hulu, mm-hmm. and Marvel presents to us why Gert was a hero the Runaways always needed. Okay. Uh, this day and age, there are so many different ways you can be a hero, which we see in the Disney Plus show Marvel's Hero Academy. Heroes Academy, which is a great show. Um, and with so many accompanying traits to go along with it, not about being strong, protecting others, and saving the day, but it's also doing the right thing, uh, even if it may not be the right thing for you. Um, with the Runaways, that honor falls on to Gertrude, or, or Gert. Uh, she's smart, strong, and always looking out for the others on the of the Runaways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one... Her confidence has grown tremendously throughout the three seasons. Uh, two, she's always looking out for others, even if it means leaving them behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, she's the calming voice of reason. So she's the female Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> number four, her biggest fear is losing the ones she loves. And finally, Gert's not afraid to face danger head on. So I'm trying not to be spoiler for those who haven't seen season three, like myself. Uh, one and two were awesome. Uh, yeah, it's this is a show I wish it wasn't, in, but it's well, it's it may want may wind up having a uh, a future on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Well, I know the first two seasons are on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, there I know that all the first. Well, all three are on Hulu, so I don't yeah. know what's going to happen if that third season is going to move to Hulu. Well, I, I don't see why it wouldn't. Right. Is uh, speaking of is um, all of uh, is the entire series of uh, Cloak and Dagger on Disney think, Plus now? No, I think it's on Hulu still. Okay. If it's not there, I think it's on Freeform. Okay. Now, speaking of Hulu, we'll pop over to Disney Plus real quick. Uh, here are the Marvel Studios shows that are arriving on Disney Plus in 2020. Um, how about WandaVision? Is, I'm kind of over that. Uh, moving up from its originally announced release date of 2021, it will be coming this year, which yep. I'm excited for. Nice. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out in the fall of 2020. Um, and that's it. Those are the two shows coming out this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if they go over half as well as Mandalorian, 2021 will be top full of Marvel shows. Yeah. Yes. Now, um, the debate is, is the decade over or is this the last year of the decade? So I'm going to say, let's take a look back at the last 10 years from 2011 to 2020 and our favorite Marvel games. It's a 10-year review. They say decade review. I'm going to call it 10 years of review. Okay. 
I can um, tell you what he is right off the bat, but that's just it. Bill Roseman, who is the VP and creative director of Marvel Games, says Spider-Man, the Marvel Spider-Man, is his favorite from Insomniac I, Games. I would agree with him. Uh, also in agreement is Eric Monticelli, director of production at Marvel Games. Uh, according to Lonnie Clark, uh, again, this is from Marvel.com, so they asked people, I guess, at Marvel Games who is Division, who farms all this out. Um, Lonnie Clark, who is the operations coordinator, uh, lists Marvel Contest of Champions. Which that's one that's been around a while, mobile-wise, and I'm surprised it's still around. Um, but didn't didn't uh, Josh Soleil say that he was involved in the big championship thing, Contest of Champions at New York Comic Con? I thought he did. Josh, if you're listening, please correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, I think he was. Um, and then Irene Wu, coordinator of integrated, integrated, integrated marketing. Thank you. Also agrees with Marvel Contest of Champions. Um, Brian Crosby, hey, former Imagineer, who is creative director for themed entertainment at Marvel, uh, throws his um, hat in the ring with the Spider-Man games. Uh, there's a lot, definitely a lot of love for the Spider-Man games. Uh, Chris, Christine Dean, editor at Marvel.com, uh, gives us a new entry with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Silva, designer, says uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds was awesome. Um, David Powell, junior motion graphics artist, says Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. This person is right after my own heart. Uh, Judy Stevens says Lego Marvel Superheroes 2. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the mar- with the Lego games. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. That's true. I, I no will matter, give you that. No matter how bad the Lego Indiana Jones games were, it was still it's still a fun game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you, if they could, if they could do one thing differently, I would like to see the the Lego games go back to their original format of no character voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see that did. That was what, they, what was the like first in the Lego first, game to have the character voices? Um, I can't remember if it was. For Star Wars, Lord it was the Clone Wars. Yeah, can't remember if it was Lord of the Rings or Indiana Jones. But I'm talking about like the first two Star Wars games, first two Lego Star Wars games. Yeah, they didn't tell their runs. Yeah, and I think that that was part of the charm for me because that gave them further artistic license to honor the source material but not take it completely seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what would you guys? We're talking ten years of games here. Mm-hmm. Some of your favorite. Uh, let me see. Marvel games. I say top three. What were your top? top what are your top games. three Marvel games for the last ten? Years? Let this me is, just this is across any platform, including Facebook and mobile. <coughs> oh, uh, I went there. Uh, I can't. I can't remember if this is within the certain time frame. So I'll put it as an honorable mention. I will go with Spider Man, uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes two. Marvel Future Fight, and as honorable mention, the Facebook uh, Shield Agent game. Uh, Avengers Alliance. That's it. Yes, that was a good one. What about you, Kyle? Uh, Let's go with Spider-Man and Marvel Strike Force and 
Marvel versus Capcom three. Uh, I definitely agree on Strike Force. Um, I think the one game that I really like actually came out. Uh, oh, it's not War of Heroes. Was that the card game? I think that was the card game. I think it was. The Strike Force War of Heroes. Uh, as much as I love the Lego games, my f- I'll I'll do Lego Marvel superheroes as honorable mention. But to round out my top three was another mobile game, and that was Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty. Ah, yeah. Oh, was that. that one that was on the DS? Or you no? You said no. that was a mobile game. Mobile game. See, I, and, and I'm I'm looking at a list here to get myself. Okay, I got. I've got to change my first two. As much as I love Strike Force and I love War of Heroes, Marvel Tsum Tsum. I forgot about that. I never played that one. Uh, Zoe and I played it. I had a good chunk of the Tsum Tsums, and it was so much fun. That, um, I just saw another one, and, and Marvel's Avengers Academy. Again, other two, the, these are still mobile. I actually got into the Marvel's Marvel Avengers Academy as well. Okay, Avengers Alliance definitely falls into this category. It uh, was it first came out from Playdom in uh, March of 2012, yep. and it ran all the way through September of 2016. Oh, yeah. See, I will be getting Marvel's Avengers because that will be coming out on PC. That does look good, even does. if characters. Uh, and I know I remember the the criticism being. Well, they don't look like the MCU ones. It's kind of like you idiots. You no. catch doubles. It's like no. okay. Do do we remember when we talked about uh, Marvel Heroes? That came out right around the time Eric that you came onto the show, or shortly. Um, it came out shortly before you came to show. Yeah. I uh, vaguely remember it. This is the one that we said kind of had that online Diablo type feel. Yeah. Oh. This is the one that we wanted it to have more of DC Universe Online vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I still want. I still want a Marvel version of DC Universe Online because I want to be able my own character. I don't want to play Captain America. If I want to play a America type, I want to. I, I can create him, mm-hmm. but it, if. And I'm just going to call it DC Universe Online is probably one of the best superhero online multi games out yeah. there. And, and I, I play I play Champions Online as well. Did you play City of Heroes? I think I've asked you yes. this. Yeah, Champion City of Heroes. Yeah. DCUO beats out City of Heroes. Well, yeah, but City of Heroes came first. Right. And right. it was almost the basis for it. Yeah. But that's what I want out of a Marvel online game i would play the crap out of that oh yeah see i would love to bring i have a character on dc dcu well i have two over there i have the crybaby uh which i took from the old nikki show yeah and uh then i have toxic snot i, I love used to bring toxic snot to the mc to the marvel realm and i have another character i would love to do called stick tech you know they they tell you you know we can't have conversion characters yeah in in, in DCUO it, this was a few, a few years back when I was playing but I, I I was known for playing some characters that were that that kind of pushed that line just a little bit uh, for instance I had the Crimson Chimichanga <laughs> um, yeah he 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 was a gun toting mutant with healing factor it's like yeah you know no no he's he's strictly original don't steal. Uh, and the other one was like Admiral Thrawn. 
but <laughs> if he was like a, a James Bond agent type agent, mm-hmm. excellent. That that's so awesome. that I love the customization that DCU yeah, had. Yeah, I'll give you still, yeah. still does have. Well, with, with my toxic snot, I I kind of went the Doctor Manhattan route with the skin, yeah. but instead of being blue, it's green. Mm-hmm. I can see this, yeah. And, and then of course, green outfit. Um, but I also had another character called. Well, I had I had two, and depending on the mood, because I didn't get very far leveling. Uh, Crybaby was a big Hulk-like character, or biker jacket with the uh, red heart colored. The uh, flames on it with the pink and the pink and white flames. Schoolboy shorts, the crew socks, and loafers. And that was the crybaby. Oh, goodness. So, and then there was stick pack that was all black, like like a tech butt. Um, it, it's been... It's been an interesting night. I think we're missing something. Here are the um, picks yep. of the week. There it is. Uh, Kylan, why don't you start us off with your first pick of 2020? My first pick of 2020 is a number one. Uh, it is Iron Man 2020, number one of six, brought to us by Stan, uh, sorry, Dan Slott, uh, Pete Woods, and Christos Gage. The future is now. Artificial intelligences present a clear and present danger to humanity and must be brought to heel. The Robot Rebellion battles for the establishment of robot rights, and Arnold Stark is Iron Man. Plus, Pete Wood's main cover art will feature a fifth color fluorescent ink treatment. Okay, Eric, why don't you take us next? Okay, um, for those of you playing along at home, uh, I'm going to warn you, my picks this week will not be easy on your pocketbook or your <laughs> wall or your credit card. No uh, joke. No, but when I saw these, I could not resist these. So we're going to start off. The first pick of the week is the cheapest of the bunch <laughs> uh, at, at around 35 bucks. <laughs> It is the Star Wars original trilogy movie adaptations trade paperback. Uh, This classic Marvel adaptations of all three films in the original Star Wars trilogy collected in one blockbuster volume, fully remastered for the modern age by colorist Chris Sotomayor. Relive the events of A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi as the timeless saga of Luke Skywalker and his rebel allies battling the Empire and its ruthless enforcer Darth Vader unfold in action-packed style, including scenes that never made the silver screen. Travel from a desert world of Tatooine to the ice planet Hoth to the forest moon of Endor on an unforgettable journey across the galaxy, one that's far, far away and a long time ago. May the Force be with you in the mighty Marvel manner. This is collecting Star Wars 1 through 6, 39 through 44, and Star Wars Return of the Jedi numbers 1 through 4. This is now, from the original I, 77 to the, 80, yes, 85 the original, run? Uh, I think so. But I remember uh, my local library had an oversized, hardbound version of the original Star Wars comic book adaptation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved that book. I, it, it stayed checked out to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just like, that is where we originally see Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. I Actually, yeah. I remember seeing Jabba the Hutt um, in 
it was issue two i think so yeah the 77 and that's when when we're first introduced to him it's okay he he's a he's a humanoid look and then when we see him in return of the jedi like wait wait it's not the same Mm -mm. he almost looks kind of like one of the walrus men Mm mm-hmm uh no. Uh, to me he did. He, he at al- the time he almost looks like uh the guy next uh the doctor next to Walrusman, Dr. Evzian. What I'm seeing right I'm, I'm looking at uh I did a Google search for it and really what he looks like to me now is a green humanoid camel with mutton chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Can see that. It's, and he was not overweight either. No. No. But what? yeah. Yeah, I would say camel guy with mutton chops. Well, I guess he almost had, a, he almost had like an, uh, a British imperial colonial general look to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's my turn, huh? I guess so. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Marvel Tells Ravencroft number one. It's the more expensive book of my three. Uh, things take a turn as we celebrate the 80th anniversary of House of Ideas with the era spanning Marvel Tales. This anthology series shines a spotlight on fan favorite characters, features timeless stories, and highlights some of our most impressive talent from the past eight decades. This time we're focusing on the Ravencroft Asylum for the Criminally Insane and some of its deadliest inmates. First, Spidey Legends, J.M., Dematis, and Sal Mosemia introduced Ravencroft founder Dr. Ashley Kafka in the psychological spectacular Spider-Man number 178. The asylum's most famous resident, Cletus Carnage Cassidy, wrecks havoc in Spider-Man Unlimited uh, number one, the first chapter of the epic Acts of Carnage, and Modern Masters, Dan Slott and Stuart M and take things to a whole new level of crazy Amazing Spider-Man 798 where Norman Osborn puts the Carnage symbiote where Norman Osborn plus the Carnage symbiote equals the Red Goblin. Oh. All that in this one issue. And this book's going to run you about eight bucks. All right. But this sounded interesting. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Kylan, back to you for your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Jessica Jones, Blind Spot, number one. Uh, brought to us by Kelly Thompson, Mattia de Eloise. Please come on the show and correct me. And Val- Valerio Gian- Gian Giordano. Yes, I feel good about that one. Right, so <laughs> I do. Jessica Jones was once the costume superhero known as Jewel. She sucked at it. Now she's a private investigator at her own firm, alias investigations. She sucks less at that. With the purple man gone, her relationship with her husband, Luke Cage, and their daughter, Danielle, is better than ever. But her past always comes knocking. And when a woman whose case she fumbled winds up dead on her office floor, Jessica goes from private investigator to prime suspect. Can she find the real killer and clear her name? The critically acclaimed Marvel Digital Original Series by Kelly Thompson and Mattia DeLuise released for the first time as a print miniseries. Okay. Eric, your second pick. Okay, my second pick of the week is Conan the Barbarian Original Marvel Year's Omnibus 
Hardcover Volume 3 by Roy Thomas, John Buscema, Gil Kane, and others. Battle runs through Conan's life like the blood in his veins. A stint with the mercenary Crimson Company isn't enough to quench his furor, but perhaps consorting with Belit, the pirate queen of the Black Coast, can. Together, she and Conan will reeve across Hyborius high seas and into the dark depths of its jungles. There, Conan will earn his honored name Amra in one of the Sumerians' greatest epics. Master storytellers Roy Thomas and John Buscema follow with a saga that brings Conan, Cull, and even Red Sonya together. All the while, the struggle to reclaim Belit's title and lands from the Stygians carries on. Also featuring an annual adaptation of Robert E. Howard's first Conan tale and a massive trove of rare bonus material. Collecting Conan the Barbarian, 1970 series, number 52 through 83. Annual, 1973, number 2 and 3. Power Records, number 31. Conan the Barbarian, The Crawler in the Mists. And material from Friends of Old Marvel, also known as Foom, number 14. Uh, my second pick of the week is Avengers number 29 by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Starbrand Reborn Part 3, The Rise of the War Widow. The battle for the Starbrand heats up like a supernova as Captain Marvel goes toe-to-toe with Fire Lord. Ghost Rider races Silver Surfer and Brood Thor tries to eat the Avengers. Meanwhile, the Black Widow kicks much butt in outer space with a bold new weapon in her arsenal. That's right, the Black Widow plus War Machine armor, the all-new, all-deadly War Widow. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, just the just the visual images from that description alone is like, yeah. So, Kylan, your final pick. My final pick kind of is related to yours. It is... Marvel's Black Widow Prelude, number one of two, uh, brought to us by Peter David and Carlos Villa. Trace the Black Widow's history in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. From spy to Avenger, the enigmatic Black Widow has lived many secret lives. But how do these desperate episodes add up to the life of the heroic Avenger? What is the thread that connects her past to her future? Get ready for Marvel Studios' Black Widow's solo film with this glimpse into the storied history of Natasha Romanoff in this tale set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Eric, your final pick. My final pick is going to have a common element with Kylan's final pick. Uh, that th- that common thread would be Peter David. It was The Incredible Hulk by Peter David, Omnibus Hardcover, Volume 1. By Peter David, Dwayne Turner, Steve Geiger, and others. Beginning an incredible collection of Peter David's character-redefining 130-plus issue Hulk run, including his complete collaboration with artist superstar in the making Todd McFarlane. The Hulk, now a gray-skinned Goliath, is angrier than ever, leaping into action from horrors from the grave, from the stars, and from the house next door. Featuring the revitalization of one of Hulk's longtime foes, the leader, and a new life for the Hulk in Las Vegas. Say hello to Joe Fixit as casino conclaves mesh with interdimensional intrigue. Plus... 
classic clashes with X-Factor, Wolverine, Iron Man, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, and Werewolf by Night. And vile villains including the Grey Gargoyle, Doctor Doom, and the Abomination. Collecting Incredible Hulk number 328 and 331 through 368. Web of Spider-Man number 44. Fantastic Four number 320. And material from Marvel Comics Presents number 26 and 45. All right. Well, my final pick of the week is Valkyrie, Jane Foster, number seven. Time of death now. Valkyrie teams up with Marvel's mightiest medics to save the life of the ultimate patient, death herself. With a universal force on the cosmic operating table, the end of everything is one slip of the scalpel away. But has one of Jane's surgical team forgotten their Craddock oath? Mm-mm. Oh, that what could uh, what could possibly go wrong there? Pocket watch left inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Kylan, quickly, your Marvel Unlimited pick. For- my Marvel, uh, my Marvel Unlimited pick is actually kind of inspired by the true uh, one of the true believers issues that was released last week. It was uh, Moon Knight number one, which featured Bush. So, uh, what my my pick is. Vengeance of the Moon Knight, uh, number three, which is from 2009. This issue in particular, because it is uh, the introduction, introduction rather, of the modern iteration of Bushman. So years ago, Moon Knight lost his mind and killed a man, cut off his face, and brayed at the moon. That man was his nemesis, Raul Bushman. Now Bushman is back and looking for payback. He's laid a trap for Moon Knight, emptying Ravenscar Asylum, and the lunatics are running wild down Broadway. For Moon Knight to defeat them and Bushman, he'll need the full arsenal of his wits and weaponry. Because nothing can prepare him for the madness of Herman the German and the Great Wall. And that's uh, brought to us by Greg Hurwitz. Um... Joe Carmagna was the letterer on that, friend of the show. Um, Jerome Opina was the artist. Uh, Paul Mounts was the artist. And Linnell Francis Yu was the penciler. Alrighty. Yep. Well, that's going to bring us to a close. Any final thoughts? I'm, I'm pretty thoughted out. I'm trying to think who else Christian Bale could play in Thor Love and Rockets. I I still can't believe I actually was able to come up with the theory I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm still figuring out how you came up with that, too. <laughs> hey, I got to have a bright idea every now and then. If this, okay, if this comes to pass, if this, if this turns out, you get the title of freaking genius for all of 2020. Yes. Because there's not going to be anything that Kylan and I can come up with that's going to top that. I know. I'm, I'm sure there will be. Come on. I don't know, dude. Uh, what if I told you about setting bars that high this early in the year? I didn't think I set it that high. Uh, okay. All right. If you say, say, so. well, on that note, uh, welcome to 2020. Thank you guys for being on board. Participate. Check out our videos, the videos each week. I know I'm going to be doing them, whether Kylan and Eric get involved as well. We'll see in the future. Uh, but just know every Thursday we're going to have briefing videos. 
in which you can contribute comments, questions, topics, etc. So we want to hear from you until next time. Uh, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, it's time to go dark. Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. What? Just kidding.